Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. interview was uh, again another real treat for me at the Toronto International Film Festival. I had the pleasure and the opportunity to interview Fisher Stevens and Malcolm Benville uh, talking about their new film and we go green. I mean this is one of those films it's a great film but it's also it's, it's an important film it's a distinction I I make often you know that great that important and, and when the two come together isn't it wonderful it's produced by uh, a group of different people including Leonardo DiCaprio and it is I think it's going to make a difference. This is going to change the way not only we see the world, but the way we think about the world. It's about it's about racing. I mean, it's something eco-friendly, electric race cars. I mean, who knew, right? I had no idea. It's it's very it's Formula E circuit. It's it's a lot like Formula One. But we we had a blast. Uh, I think Fish, <laughs> I did anyway. I'm pretty sure Fisher and Malcolm did. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about uh, eco capitalism and philanthropy and and how you know making money and changing the world are not necessarily separate and distinct, and how those things can go together. We we talk about um, about about the fact that the, there's no noise in an electric race car, and, and it's kind of I think it's like zero to like it's instant acceleration. Uh, with, a, with an electric with an electric car and we talk uh, a lot about uh, uh, environmentalism and, and what it means to you know to move the needle and, and to make significant change we we uh, oh and unfortunately by the way there's a little bit of uh, we were at the Royal York Hotel and this year for some reason at TIFF I, I was getting a bit of radio uh, interference here and there on one interview we had a Russian radio station coming in I'm pretty sure it was a conspiracy but we've still got some of our best people on that but we had a little bit of elevator music in the background I hope it's not a distraction in fact, I don't think it will be at all. It's a lot of fun. Stay tuned, and we go green again. This is uh, this is one of those great, fun, entertaining films. That's well, 
like right out of the gate. It's 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 hysterical. It's deeply ironic and and really interesting and and just like the interviews. So stay stay tuned. Fisher Stevens, Malcolm Venville coming right up. And don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and speaking. You can get a copy of Real Changes Incremental there. You can pick it up on amazon.ca and uh, find out more about my speaking and my my writing and face to face live.ca if if you like what we're doing here, please uh, get get behind us and, and at least leave us a quote on, on Spotify or iTunes. It really does make a difference uh, from a social uh, media perspective. And if you, if you want to get behind us financially, you can do that on Patreon as well. Support the work that we're doing here. We've got a lot of great uh, films and interviews coming up in the very near future. You can also advertise uh, on the podcast or in our newsletter, banners on the websites. Reach out if you're interested. You can do that through the email address on the site. That's face-to-face-live.ca. And don't forget, I also exist on the platform Rabble, rabble.ca, news for the rest of us, whole host of other writers, bloggers, and thinkers uh, making a difference uh, in the world news for the rest of us. And stay tuned. Coming up, a fun, uh, interesting, engaging interview about a brilliant new film, including a little bit of elevator music in the background, and we go green, uh, Fisher Stevens and Malcolm Venville coming right up. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by uh, two very uh, special guests here with us today to talk about their new film, And We Go Green. Fisher Stevens, Malcolm Venville here, I think, on the 19th floor of the Royal York Hotel. A little shout-out for them. Yes. Malcolm and... Uh, <laughs> Fisher. Yeah, that's right, Steve, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we love being in Toronto and showing our film, too. And congratulations on the film, by the way. It's, it's, it's fun. It's it's fascinating. It's a, a real uh, case study, it seems to me, on, on capitalism and climate change and relationships. And I think, you know what, let's start with this. Let's just go right in. Uh, I'd love to hear about your experience at the festival, too, but I think I read co-directors. Uh, I think I, I read uh, somewhere that you guys are making a film about people. Yeah, I think documentary is <clears throat> much more successful when you... Uh, are making them about characters, and we decided to make a character film first and uh, spread a little message uh, second and also deal with a competition that most people have never heard of or uh, if they've heard of it, they don't really understand it. So that was the kind of... But character was first. I totally agree. I mean, you know, I'm a... You know, for me, being invited by Fisher to come onto this project is one of the great experiences in my life because I grew up dreaming of motor racing a kid from an under, underprivileged background to to actually be mingling and are s- sitting around cars and filming them and talking to drivers and being around this elite world of motor racing is a phenomenal experience for me and I hope it's reflected in the movie. Did did was there were there times when you just wanted to put the wretched camera down and just enjoy what the heck was going on around you? It's a good question. Well, I, no, I was too involved in the f- making of the film, which is in- intensely concentrated right fish yeah yeah it was uh, i think you kind of learn so much more by filming it than you do just watching it and uh it gave us we did have an incredible uh <clears throat> we did have incredible access but no I, I i this is the for me it's another reason i make documentaries is i like to enter a world i don't know about through the lens so, so you you've worked in a variety of different filmic worlds if i can call them that can you can you talk a little bit more about about that the difference between sort of uh, approaching things narratively and uh, yeah we're just going to have to deal with the elevator music in the background yeah, by the way it. guys it's it just evolving. i think it just got louder didn't it yeah no it's okay yeah um i approach yes their things are different but i always try to approach my documentaries in the same way i i would be making a feature film telling a story um 
that unfolds with characters that I want the audience to relate to, that I want the audience to feel for, that I want the audience to kind of get engaged in their lives. So for me, yes, it's not, I'm not directing act, uh, actors. I'm kind of capturing characters. But at the same time, in my mind, I almost see it as a script in the editing room that they're, they're doing lines back and forth to each other to help build a story and build the depth of a character when watching a film. That's true. I mean, any, any dramatist will tell you, plot is not the story. It's always about characters and people, 100%. And I think, you know, the challenge was to find the good, the bad, and the ugly and bring them to the surface. And I think that what was great about working with Fish is he has a, a good laser for that. Able, able to focus? Is, is it about... Well, we tried to focus on, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, like, what are their... Who's going to be interesting for an audience? Who can an audience relate to? Um, you know, sometimes you have a great driver, but their personality is not very exciting. Um... So this was more about trying to get a great driver with a great personality, or as many as possible. That was that was always. We, and our. you definitely nailed that. That's for sure. So 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 what what is what is it that we're even talking about? I don't even think my listeners know. And we go green. Oh, right. Opening of the film. It's the film, and it's about a lot of things. As any great film, it's always layered. So so Malcolm. What well, it's Formula E is an all electric, open wheel motor racing formula that races in cities all around the world in a twelve race, twelve city championship and the man who's the driver man or woman who's accumulated the most points becomes champion and we documented that story over the course of a fourth season of formula e but more importantly it's electric it's clean and i think as fish will tell you um that's what attracted us right i i think you know the idea to make the film actually came from leonardo dicaprio he um and i had made a film before this called before the flood um we had a really good time making it. Very tough movie. Had some heavy messages. Wanted to look for another environmental film that maybe could attract a different audience, that maybe was a different type of storytelling where you understand that we're in trouble, but maybe we're not nailing it over the, over the head. You know, maybe not just saying, okay, we're fucked, but actually tell a great story, get you excited. Maybe people who don't even think about the environment will see this film, and that was why we chose to what, do it. What's so cool about it is, I, 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 I mean, I like racing. I, you know what? You guys will appreciate this. I, I got a spin in the new Ford GT recently. A friend of mine works for the company here in Canada who helped to design the car, and, and I said, so, so, so Patrick, uh, what, 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 uh, half a million bucks out off the lot? And he's like, yeah, this one's priceless. This was, this was number one uh, off, off the line. So pulls up to our, our, our little home in, out in Oakville, west of Toronto, Ford GT. Haven't, sadly, haven't posted the photo on Instagram yet. Um, it's hugely popular. I mean, this is, a, I mean, it's soccer, uh, football hugely popular worldwide global sport but racing i mean this is a whole sort of uh, uh, i wouldn't say a disinterested audience in climate but probably maybe not the top of their list that's what's exciting about the project is you know it's, it's people haven't heard of formula e, uh, and people who watch formula one don't really care about environment i could be wrong what do you think fish yeah i i think it's rare uh, formula one fan you know worries about the environment but Hopefully, you know, I mean, Formula One is now hybrid, which I guess if you're a fan of Formula One, you know that. So that was one step, but it's still not clean like Formula E. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I've had a lot of people see the early cuts of this film and go, wow, I want an electric car. I never thought about this stuff, but now I am. So that was kind of our ultimate goal. I think we, we you know, there's that famous doc, you know, who killed the electric car. And, you know, GM was able to kill that car. It's very difficult 
to kill electric cars now. As much as Trump is trying to, uh, you know, like Trump, Trump is, you know, the enemy of the electric car. Trump is the enemy of climate change, you know, the enemy of fixing climate change. So we're doing our part to keep fighting dark forces like the president and his fossil fuel administration. Is it is it a a, a sort of a, a, a blend of cause and capitalism? I don't know if that makes sense or not, but you know, when when electric cars and hybrids first came out, pretty expensive. In fact, my, yes. my father in law had a Prius. He was a early really Prius. Early Prius. I mean, hey, sorry uh, Toyota, but kind of an ugly car, <laughs> but but it worked, and it was the cool. I mean, the coolest thing and fascinating. You know, you guys know you pull up to a stop sign, like what's going on? There's no vibrations. What's what's happening? And it was a really uh, visceral ta- t- tactile experience, and I remember it really clearly. Is it getting easier? I mean, it, it, and cheaper. Still, yeah, and yeah. cheaper and cooler. Right. Well, much cooler. I mean, the, the 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 electric car. I mean, the Tesla's one of the coolest cars ever. I mean, unfortunately, they're not in our championship, but I love. Or in my price range. Or well, there's a third. Yeah, there's well, a cheaper Tesla, but they're getting cheaper and cheaper, and that's part of the point. And the technology that's being pushed at Formula E is helping bring price points down, which is key to everybody driving these cars. Well, and what's really cool in the film that you bring out is it doesn't one of the the, the, the drivers say something like, this is, this is not only here to stay, it's actually going to become more popular. Absolutely. I mean, you can buy an electric car and you can enjoy, s- s- for someone who never uh, is never able to enjoy supercar for performance, you can buy a, a family car and enjoy power beyond your dreams. And I think that's, it's coming. Electric cars are coming, and it's the uh, the gas engine is the, is the old world order. You know, manufacturing gas engines takes factories full of people and robots and all kinds of toxic machining processes. All that's gone with electric cars. It's lithium. It's some software. It's a rotor. That's it, and it's quick and it's clean. It's the energy absorbs of six times less. The the efficiency is ninety something percent. These things are out of their mind. Yeah, and, and also the uh, the cool factor is what we were attracted to, that these cool guys who drive these usual gas-guzzling monster beast cars are, like, digging driving electric vehicles. And, uh, and it's also about to give Formula One a run for its money. I mean, it's only now it's only five years old, but when we were filming, it was four years old. Formula One is 74 years old, you know? So it's got a ways to go, but it's moving at a very, very, very fast rate. What, what do they say? Five years to build a business, five to seven to ten years to build a business. How about a, how about how about a movement, right? Yeah. This is, well, and this is one that's sort of you know climbing its way uphill, like Sisyphus for crying out. Yeah. It, well, I think for Alejandro Agag, who's one of our other main characters, who's the kind of kind of mind behind this thing, um, um, he uh, he is a capitalist, and he saw an opportunity. He says in the film, "I'm I'm not." There's the environmentalist, and there's the capitalist. I'm the capitalist, but I see an opportunity. An opportunity to make money by doing something good, and I think that's the also the theme of this film for me is like hopefully a lot of entrepreneurial people will see the film and go like I want to get rich doing good too, as opposed to getting rich by pulling carbon out of the ground and you know uh, I won't get started on my bandwagon. About no, you can if you like. No, I mean, okay. I got a I got a soapbox here with me if, if you need. <laughs> yeah, it. sorry, but uh, we can uh, find a corner downstairs. That's that's pretty easy. No, fish is right. It's all about merging. You know, the eco-capitalists out there who are bringing them together with the eco-warriors and forming a sport that is, that is not only environmentally friendly, but it's super aggressive, super competitive. I mean, Formula One is 
dull for me compared to Formula E. You've got, you've got drivers vying for every race. In Formula One, it's, you have drivers paying to drive. You have drivers bringing money to teams saying, pick me as your driver. I mean, it's just weird. But with Formula E, you've got a bunch of drivers who are on regular salaries who are super aggressive. And you don't know who's going to win a race. The most psychotic driver may be the most psychotic, the most thoughtfully uh, engaged driver in terms of managing energy. He's going to win that race. Who knows? It's very unpredictable and exciting. Malcolm uh, Fisher, didn't, didn't it come out in the film that there, there's some ser- serious and new challenges to operating these cars. I mean, this is, they're very different. And yet, I mean, when you started, with respect to Formula E, I thought, okay, cool, but they're not going to go very fast. But 220? Uh, is, is that 220 kph? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, they could be going much faster, but because it's a street track, you can only go so fast. I mean, the other thing I loved about this film is Formula E races in the hearts of the city. Right. Paris. You start in Rome. Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong. And would have been a different film if you'd been filming there now. That's oh, four, know. sure. Wow. And maybe two films, actually, well, or three. Yeah. I mean, Alejandro's going there now to discuss whether or not he can race there again. Wow. Yeah. It's heavy. Um, but I think this building of the track is a, you know, you'll, you get to see that in a movie, in the movie, like how they, they built, they turn a, a city into a racing it's course. It's cool. They do it here in Toronto as well with the uh, IndyCar. Indy. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's very interesting uh, to watch that being ha- that happening, it brings the cars to the people. Um, they can take a subway. They can take a, a, you know, they can right. take public transportation to get to the t- race. And then they can like some of them can watch it from their windows, you know. And then at the same time, these cars, they that's why they they could go faster, but they're not always allowed to because the it's too the track's too small. Malcolm, you, you were, I think you were going to uh, dive in when I talked about the challenges, too, on, on the actual driving of the cars. The, yeah. I guess the geometry or the, yeah, I, the I mathematics behind the car, I yeah, suppose. I mean, I, th- I think I could be wrong with Formula One. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of data in Formula One, but there's, there's shitloads of data in Formula E. And it's like driving a cell phone and you've got no battery left. It's like, should I call an Uber? Should I b- order some food? Should I call my wife? You know, what should I do? What decisions shall I make in order to extend the life of my battery? And those are the... Those are the things drivers are thinking about in the middle of a race. It's all about conserving energy, not just about pedal to the metal. So it's complex. It's complex and engaging. Um, I was just thinking, um, formula electric mobility is a bit like when the jet turbines came in. When you're flying transatlantic in the old prop planes, you don't, w- you don't want to go back to props after jet turbines. And no one's going to want to go back to gas after electric when you see the amount of power they're going to deliver in one or two years. And the amount of money it'll save you. And you don't have to go to the gas station. Once the battery charging gets more, well, I mean, already you can, you know, you could drive 270 miles, 208 on a charge. But once that gets even, the charge gets quicker and easier, it's over. And we're very close. And I think the thing about Formula E is it's pushing that technology. And it's trying, I mean, those cars are powered by aqua fuel. It's a glycerin made of biofuel and cooking oil runoff and algae. That apparently is quite tasty. Oh yes, I loved it. Yeah, that's why I'm so thin. <laughs> did you guys after that after that scene with with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Did you guys just sh- sh- shoot some? Did you chill some and shoot it? Or yeah, I can, I have some downstairs. I can. Okay, excellent. I, yeah, yeah. Was, did we did we semi sweet semi sweet? I think yeah. was the line, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, it's a brilliant. I mean, look, it's on paper, it's all perfect. That's great. Yeah, yeah that but it's still like Aquafuel can only generate so many cars right now. But imagine, you know, they're trying to develop that and make that a major component I, in powering. I love the notion, and I'm so glad you brought up the the fuel, but also just the notion of of how how something like this that's seemingly hmm, kind of incidental, I suppose, driven by lots of money and entertaining is actually driving technology that's going to change the world. Or frankly, sorry, is already changing the world, I suppose, but maybe not as fast as we need it to be going. So maybe we're not quite gre going green enough. Well, I if think in North America, definitely not. But if you talk to the Swedes, to the Swedes or, the, or the Dutch or even the English, you've got all kinds of taxes now on, on diesel and gas cars and congestion charges. You know, and I think, I think uh, the Swedes want to go, Volvo want to go all electric. Well, they are. Well, well, Volvo does not make any combustible engine, full combustion engine cars anymore. Over. Only hybrids and electric. Gone. Okay. In 2019, Could be a sponsor for the podcast. Actually. 2019 on, there's no more. It's, it's incredible. Well, and, it, and Brexit's going kill, to kill gas cars. Because no one's going to build a factory and have 5,000 people. You mean something good's going to come out of Brexit? Yeah, that's that amazing. Wow. Okay, it's so necessity. It's, is this you going political on us now, Malcolm? <laughs> and by the way, happy, well, happy for you to go there. Well, yeah. I think, you know, what's interesting about Alejandro uh, Agag is that he is a politician, or was a politician. So it's a question I want to ask, but please go deeper. The Pope, the Pope, the Pope shows up in your film. I mean, yeah, Alejandro's on. connections. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the film makes it clear, you know, that, that you need a politician in order to move this thing forward and turn it into a sport and he's perfect fit for this you know he's an entrepreneur he's an eco-capitalist he's a politician and he knows how to talk to people in high places including P pope francis yeah pope's been in a few of my pictures <laughs> that's like he was in before your, the flood is that, too. CV, is that on your cv yeah he's or? in before the flood he loves me he, he loves you a big fan very i'm very excited huge fan of the pope yeah, yeah even though he kicks me out right before it's time to shoot they don't let me film him so, so is it political? So, eco capitalism, love it. Almost sounds too positive to me. Sorry, right, sorry. Right. Don't want. Don't want. No, to no. Go, you're don't right. Want to go deeply. Malcolm cynical. paints a prettier picture than's real, but yeah. it's okay. So, so, but let's talk about that and and and, and that that entrepreneurial spirit and and uh, what's the other phrase? Philanthro capitalism was sort right. of tossed out a few years back about right. we're gonna make we're gonna make bags of money, and and we're gonna make the world a better place at the same time. I think philanthropy is not on the agenda here, really, with Alejandro. I think it's more about Let's make this thing work, and let's yes. bring all like you know, let's bring all these major capitalist organizations like Mercedes, BMW, Nissan, Jaguar, Porsche. B you know BMW. Let's bring them all in, and let's work towards a cleaner, faster future. That's that's and exciting. entertain people. I mean, the, I just also want to say that I uh, I knew nothing about motorsport. That's why I wanted Malcolm to join me. I I, I don't I didn't give a shit about cars about racing i live in new york city i ride a vespa but the thing is that this sport is so much more interesting than formula one because in formula one you know it's a mercedes or a ferrari or maybe now a red bull that's going to win here every every race is won by different people and different manufacturers and the competition is much thicker and going around these corners in these tight cities there's a lot of banging up they bang up a lot of cars they bang up a lot of cars. I think what's interesting about we're working with Fisher on this is, you know, is his depth of experience, not only as an actor, but as a documentarian and as a director and a producer. His racing drivers are like babes in the wood. They're like hmm. children. They're like, they, you know, it's really, they give you this corporate spiel. Yeah. They give you this nonsense. And what Fisher was great at doing was infiltrating that 
and finding the crises and the neuroses and the, and the passion and the anxieties that fill, uh, fill the lives of drivers. Like I learned that when a driver is not winning, he's depressed. Totally. Well, well oh, now, yeah. now we're back to a film about people, yes. right? Which, which is kind of, kind of, kind of coming full circle to, to, to the, to the first question. Um, is, is the revolution really coming? Oh yeah, the revolution is totally coming with electric cars. Cap now, capital R. Capital R with electric cars. Now, my bigger, my bigger uh, agenda is the revolution coming for climate change in general, not just cars. So. The beauty of Alejandro is he is a corporate capitalist environmental or enviro corp, uh, corporate capitalist, but can he help turn these other other things into uh, being green and making money? You know, the building industry, buildings. I mean, I would love it if people saw this movie and they're like, you know, corp, uh, CEOs, and they're like, hey, man, let's let's change the way we bottle our shampoos how, how to apply it to, uh, yeah, yeah how do we absolutely how c can we apply it so that's that's my other big agenda but you have to tell it through people and that's why if you have a good story about pe cool people interesting people people that you can relate to then you'll you'll come see this film well and isn't this why you know ca I, I suppose a, a, a raving capitalist would say capitalism is going to save the world because you know and i've got issues with this but the free market drives it Right, it's it's ingenuity, it's yeah. it's entrepreneurship, and that is all true. But for me, I think it, as a social change guy, it still sort of presupposes that there is kind of a philanthropic edge, or there is. I mean, Alejandro still seems at the beginning of the film still seems to want to do some good. Yeah, right. He does want to do good. Yeah, he's got kids. He knows. But I just want to say, so, capitalism out of control is what's killing us. It's what's killing us right now, because that's what's happening. It's a balance, I think, isn't it, between capitalist spirit of adventure capitalist spirit of adventure and local government you know and and you know central government you know it's a balance of working towards a cleaner future you're right you know this global warming is coming in a really serious way as fish has described in his previous movies well who would have thought when we made before the flood that you'd have a fascist dictators that would just kill all climate regulations you got brazil you got Philippines, you got America, you got now who knows with Brexit. I don't know. Maybe Brexit will help the environment. That would be great. But, you know, it's just incredible to me that we're at this place in 2019. It's going to change the way white men do their hair. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you can see it with Malcolm right now. Oh, yeah. No, it's crystal clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where can we see before the flood? It's, uh, it's on iTunes now. Good. Yeah. Excellent. iTunes now. Great. And uh we are figuring out where we're going to see and we go green. That's why we're at the Toronto Film Festival. Nice little to find out. a home. So is this, you know, what struck me too, and I love all the metaphors. Uh, and did, 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 did green light really not come on, by the way? That's, it's oh, yeah. True. 100%. <laughs> that's real. It's, yeah. It's, it's like the got best. Lucky. Yeah. You can't write that stuff. I, I know. mean, it's just. <laughs> I mean, it's super interesting. Yeah. And we go a shade of green, yeah. maybe. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it was, it was really interesting in the edit, putting that together, watching. Fish, you know, like he's he's a documentarian. He tells it the way it is. You know, there's no there's no there's no fictionalizing. Everything we put forward here is just transmitting what happened. So so sadly, we're probably going to have to wrap it up in a couple of minutes. And once again, as most of my listeners know, and probably sick and tired of hearing about it, is I feel like we're just getting started right, on this conversation. Right. So maybe a part two down the road, maybe a conversation about before the flood. But um, is this about winning? 
I mean, there's so many metaphors. There's so many metaphors in this yeah. film, right? And the, 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 the pride and the ego uh, of the race car drivers, you were talking about their idiosyncratic like nature and yeah. you know, you fish are peeling back the layers. It's a, it is, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, go. They're completely ruthless people. A racing driver is a terrifying person. <laughs> they <laughs> want to win. They don't want to coast. There's my, there's my sound bite for the day. I'm, I'm the like, you know, you know, people who come second, as, as Nelson Piquet said, uh, welcome to our first loser. Yeah. And that's the way they see it. That's, that's what they do. That's what they live for is to win, um, which is very different than me as an artist. Uh, so it, it was trying to get into their mindset. And it, it took me a long time to understand that. Malcolm, because he knows motorsports so well, he got that instantly. It, I, I didn't get it at all because I, I just thought, oh, okay, so you lose. So what big deal? So uh, uh, second place, third place, shit, man. Second place is cool, but not with these guys. Fuck, second place, you lose. So winning is everything for these guys. And then, you know, it's challenging to tell a story about guys who only give a shit about winning. So that was another challenge because you got to get deeper, man. This can't be just well, about I can't, winning. I can't help but, I mean, it's maybe, maybe for you guys uh, a trait metaphor, but to me it's not. I mean, isn't it about... Isn't there a, a, a race going on now? This whole getting people on board isn't isn't this about winning the not only the argument in 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 the in the White Houses in the Parliament buildings around the world, but in in people's homes as well, right? Absolutely. It's top down, bottom up. I can't. I, I still I'm astounded by how many people I do hear and do meet who are well, you know, there's still a big question mark for me around climate change. You know, it's yeah. just it's, I don't really I don't really I, I don't care about anyone over eighteen or twenty. It's all about the kids. Wow! Cool. It's all about the second soundbite. Yeah, it's 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 all about the nippers. You know, it's like they're going to see this, and I've seen it with our kids. Is because when they see an exhaust pipe sticking out of your car, they don't want to know. They're not interested. Yeah, you should talk to to Trudeau about the tar sands. Have some conversations with him. Maybe have a podcast called Trudeau and the Tar Sands. Yeah, I've got, I've got you, my people on that right now. You know, yeah. you, you know, your Canadian economy is not thriving so much from the tar sands. A lot of other people are getting rich outside of Canada, and you're really hurting a lot of your local native people who live in where the tar sands are. We shot in the tar sands for before the flood, so uh, I speak what I know. But, you know, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot so of work go, to Trudeau. do. So let's go, Trudeau. Close so, those tar sands down. So just as we wrap up, guys, and thanks again, and congrats on the film. I don't want to get your show off the air, though. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm feeling capital C censorship here, coming <laughs> coming uh, like a freight train. Um, co-direction. We chatted a little bit about that uh, uh, before. I think I hit the record, record button, and and Malcolm, you said something really cool and kind of I think profound, and maybe something about art being collaborative. But you said we were friends first, and that kind of changed things for you, and it turned it into this. Yeah, Mar you t you've already talked about the marvelous experience this was, but yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. Well, it was the best experience I ever had because you know directing is lonely. Interesting, and and um, especially in the edit, and, and we, we, I was able to share. I mean, the, it it was really too much fun to be to be really honest. It was too funny. Um, most of the time, it was just laughter, and and but uh, I, I really enjoyed learning and from shots of, and shots of aquafuel. Yeah, just watching Fisher work and learning from the way he dealt with really difficult people and how he kind of moved closer to them and how he manipulated and how he controlled the film. You know, For me, it was a brilliant experience to be riding alongside and learning from that. And I'm excited to go into my next project with everything I've learned here. 
saw saw Hidden Life yesterday and the, the Q&A afterwards, the, the actors who I'm actually interviewing a little later today talked about not just the collaborative nature of art. I mean, obviously, it's it's about relationships and the community and so many people and, and, and moments and, you know, kind of a confluence, I guess, of serendipitous events coming together. But but uh, they talked about Terrence Malick um, creating a space and an openness and a, and a willingness to listen. And it's it's just interesting, you know, it's a lonely experience. So you, you were able to share it with somebody. It's funny you said you the know? word openness. That's something Fisher pointed out to me was I was closed about a lot of things, especially my prejudice towards the drivers. And being able to open myself to, to their world was something Fish passed on to me. And I'm grateful to, to you. Well, thanks. But I had no prejudgments because I didn't know anything about drivers. But... You know, it was great for me, too, to collaborate with a visual artist like Malcolm because I, uh, I'm i about to go direct a feature, and I think a lot of what I learned from watching Malcolm shooting these cars and shooting these people, I'm going to take into my next project. And it was it was a wonderful experience. And we got to... It is so much more fun to hang out and share these experiences with someone you love, you know, as opposed to just going in and by, being by yourself. And, you know, I mean, especially in a world that was so foreign to me. Because it would have been really well. It's got to be pretty, pretty cool and 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 memorable to say, "Hey, look, look at the shot we just got," or yeah. "Wow, the, here's we just got the opening of the film," and to be able to share that with somebody, not to just call somebody on the on the phone and yeah. say, "Listen to what just happened." You're you're actually there. You're present. You're together, right? Yeah. yeah. And I love the mentorship like nature of it too. It's it's really, really quite. Well, cool. we got lucky, and I think it shows on screen. You know, I think the love that we all had of making the does. film is on the screen. So, yeah. Awesome guys! I, wow, we barely got out of the gate, and uh, but I want to say uh, a big thanks to Malcolm Benville and Fisher Stevens here. Uh, looking forward to your next films. Thank you. Um, uh, co collaboration, co uh, co direction. Well, we have a there's a there's a there's a six hour miniseries on the History Channel about Ulysses Grant that Malcolm directed and I produced that we did after this. Nice. Uh, I exec produced. Yeah. So lots of work to do. So lots of work to do. Thanks. Uh, We've been talking here at the Toronto International Film Festival with Malcolm Benville, Fisher Stevens, about their uh, brilliant and fun new film. And we go green. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.